0: well it was uh, a frustrating game I got Zach here with me we were recording this the day after um the terrible Sunday night performance you know I, I think some Bears fans kind of regret being on prime time sometimes because it's, it's it doesn't end out end up very well sometimes but there's some positives to take away from this game uh, there's definitely some negatives to take away Zach how did you how did you feel watching the Bears play last night?
1: Uh it was, you know what, honestly, it was just good to see the Bears on the field. Um I'll try not to be <laughs> as <a> positive. <laughs> yeah, I will try not to be as negative <laughs> as I as I normally am on the show, but uh no, overall it was good to see, you know, all the players out there. It was good to see Khalil Mack looking healthy, Akeem Hicks. Um obviously we're missing a couple key contributors, our nose tackle Eddie Goldman, but uh no, it was just it was fun. Uh, I w- actually went over to to see the game at Austin's with his girlfriend. He made some uh, some really good buffalo chicken dip that I stole the recipe of. That <laughs> shit that shit slapped, man. That was really good.
0: He's got to learn a rotation though, because when I was talking to him during the Super Bowl, that's what he was eating too. So. I, dude, I don't he's see just, why not. It he's was good. Down the same dip. Have
1: you tried it? It's really good, man. I'll I'll send I've you had the i a
0: I've had a buffalo chicken dip, but. Yeah, I'm sure his is, is crazy good. It probably would have made the game a lot better. Practice makes
1: perfect, <laughs> man, you know.
0: <laughs> it, it was a rough one, though. Like, my main positives, I think we'll start with the good things first. Sure. You know, Because in, in a game like this, once you start breaking down the negatives, it just, it just never ends. implodes. Yeah, yeah, you can't help but focus away from it. David Montgomery had a great game, got absolutely scared when it looked like maybe he had like a bum hamstring. Oh, or my something God. When he second, came out. And I was like. I was like, we cannot have this right now. Um, He's been the only thing that was really positive in the offense at that point. But he looked excellent. Honestly, just breaking tackles. um, Had that great broken tackle from Aaron Donald on the goal line. But that was just one of many and broke off that great long run, too, which is not something we get to see from Montgomery every week. But he looked like even quicker than last year, even a little more shifty. So it's great to see that he's made progress where, you know, maybe his game wasn't as strong and and kept – the strong part of his game and breaking tackles up as well. So he looked phenomenal. And and I think that a lot of Bears fans are really just going to be calling for him to get more touches as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, He went, you know, 16 carries, 108 yards. Obviously he broke off for that 40 yarder uh, that really set the tone early, but he averaged 6.8 a carry and, uh, and obviously he got a rushing touchdown. So, um, yeah, Montgomery is a total stud. I think everyone collectively held their breath when he uh when he came off the field and obviously we got to see Damian Williams take a couple uh couple snaps and didn't didn't shine. Uh he went uh 6 carries for only 12 yards, averaging just 2 yards a carry. Um so, definitely need to see Montgomery on the field. Feed him the ball, man.
0: Yeah, I mean I think what Damien Williams did, now they're different backs. you know. Damien Williams is going to struggle a lot more to, to break that first tackle yeah. compared to David Montgomery, but it's showing you what David Montgomery is working with as far as that offensive line is concerned. I mean, thank God he's one of those running backs that is consistently breaking that first tackle because he'd be down in the backfield most plays if he wasn't. Um, so he's really making the most of those runs and then some. So I, I'm really impressed, and right now he's kind of the perfect, back for the Bears to just lean on him. Um, and, and another one that jumped out to me is probably a, a benefit. I think that Nagy's play calling can be critiqued a, a good amount in this game, but I think when they got down on the goal line, decided to run that read option um, with Justin Fields on uh what, maybe the one-yard line or two-yard line, something like that, and he decided to keep it, took it himself into the end zone for his first NFL touchdown, um, which, you know, we talked about that as well. He he did see some action in the game. I would say probably, I don't have the number in front of me, but maybe five or six snaps overall. Um, so we did get to see a bit of Justin Fields. He's not being completely locked out of this offense. Thought Nagy utilized him well on the goal line, um, play calling for the rest of the game, you know, that, that's not quite what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Justin Fields obviously displayed his versatility. Um, it was it was so exciting just to see him get out there by, like, the fifth snap of the game or something. I mean, it was, like, on the yeah, first series. It did not take long. It did not take long for us to see Justin Fields. <laughs> I was talking with Austin beforehand. Uh, there were some rumors, you know, that uh, they were going to get give Justin Fields some looks, and sure enough, they followed through. Uh, I I expect to see a lot more of that and probably easing him into the game uh, more and more. Obviously, this report came out that they're they're having a soft deadline of no, no sooner than week four to start Justin Fields. I feel like that's a pretty fair uh, fair deadline to give him, but uh, I could see I could see the usage rate just continuing to increase week over week. Um, and before you knew it, or you know, it, we could be seeing like a fifty fifty type game, but. Um, yeah, I, I just thought the usage was smart, and and he he had a hundred percent percent completion. Obviously, he only threw uh, two balls, but uh, yeah, I mean, on paper, it looked like just a great great first outing.
0: My only worry would be is if you ever get to the point of like a fifty fifty kind of game, is that the rhythm is going to be th- like thrown so far out of whack? Yeah, you know, because I truly believe in offensive offenses being in rhythm. You kind of just. As things are going well, you just tend to play more to your natural abilities. You don't overthink things and just kind of keep flowing and going along. And then you kind of throw that wrench of changing up the quarterback in there. You know, as you keep increasing that more and more, does Dalton kind of fall out of rhythm? Does Fields not even really quite get to get in a rhythm? I think that overall the balance we had in this past game, in this you know Sunday night game, was good uh i don't think it really was too much of a threat to dalton falling out of rhythm or anything at all and i think that they used him for the most part in the appropriate ways i think it was like a little bit forced when they did that one shovel pass i don't know if it was necessary to really kind of walk that out onto the field um but it was used well in a couple of scenarios just a little bit of hesitation to if they kind of keep blending the two more and more into the team um, and into that offense, but we'll see how it progresses. I, I can certainly see it. The more that Fields gets onto the field, the more fans are going to want him to take over. You know, overall, so it, it's probably just just feeding them and quenching their hunger, right?
1: Now. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's given us no reason not to. Uh, you know, admittedly, uh, uh, preseason is carried over into the regular season, and every time he's on the field, he just looks sharp. He makes the right decision like every time, um, uh, and that's not to say. I'll just go into Andy Dalton right now. I think that there's going to be a lot of you know, boos and cries about the way Andy Dalton played. I'll just say it. I thought Andy played pretty well. I thought uh, they didn't they didn't really give him the keys to the car. Uh, I think I think he had like two attempts for passes that were were further than ten yards uh, downfield. Yeah. I mean they they just didn't they didn't give him a lot of trust. It seems weird for for the starter to just not be allowed to throw deep downfield but uh he completed 27 of 38 for 206 yards he didn't score a touchdown which hurts and that that interception was unforgivable but um I thought overall he managed the game uh he he moved with his feet a little bit he actually you know he surprised me with his mobility uh for for a guy that's what 35 something like that 30, no, 33. Uh, Yeah. he, He moved around. He looked, he looked in better shape than I thought.
0: And I don't think Dalton had an awful game by any means. I think he did well in helping navigate them down the field for most of the game. You know, the bears were able to basically get into Rams territory with ease and then stalled out into the red zone. Right. I think my issue is, is just. And I don't know if it's partly Dalton's fault. I wasn't paying enough to all the receivers on all the plays. But this narrative or this trend of the Bears continuing to throw short and refusing to pass the ball downfield is going to hurt. And and I get the mentality because the Rams don't play a lot of people in the box. You can exploit them down low. So I understand wanting to utilize a short passing game against them. But, man, like, having Dalton's longest completed pass only be nine yards hurts. Yeah. That hurts. You cannot continue that. You have to stretch out defenses. You're going to have to make defenses respect the pass. I mean, everything in football is so, you know, interconnected with each other that you just – the passing game that's going, Montgomery is going to have even better and better games. It just – it feeds into itself. It's just – It's doing Dalton a disservice, honestly. You know, if they're kinda handcuffing him and not allowing him to throw the ball downfield, Andy Dalton is someone that you can trust, you know, throw the ball downfield. He's been in the league for many years. He might make a a mistake. He made a mistake in this past game, but you're gonna have to give him the chance. Otherwise you're just plain scared and you know, Bears fans are gonna have to get used to these thirteen point, seventeen point, twenty point games because they're never gonna reach their full potential doing what they're doing right now.
1: Yeah. I know I mean just take a shot. Just take a shot. It doesn't even necessarily need to land. It just, you know, no. just prove to them that you're capable and that you're willing to stretch the field. And then, you know, I, I also, I just thought they didn't utilize the play action enough. After Montgomery broke it off for 40 yep. yards, I was like, all right, well, that opens up, you know, a big chunk of the playbook. Now they're, they're looking at Montgomery. And the thing is, it wasn't just a one, one – like, he kept he kept doing it. He kept going. Every time you fed Montgomery the ball, he just – it was like no one could bring him down. That that replay, where he ran headfirst into somebody and and stood him up, and then he he like bear claw crawled, crawled his way <laughs> for like six more yards. It's like no one can bring this guy down. the The defense is going to start to respect you, and they're going to start they're going to start kind of looking for the run. The, the The fact that Montgomery got only sixteen carries is a little bit bothersome. Uh, Andy Dalton threw yeah. thirty eight times, thirty eight. And he got two hundred yards. I mean, uh, you know, again, managing the problem is that we were playing from behind, and this is what happens when you're playing, you know, down two, two or three, or uh, one or two scores. You, you're going to have yep. to start looking to the passing game. But if you're not throwing a deep downfield, you're not setting yourself up for play action. You're just doing little checkdowns, little, little, you know, jet sweep looking. It, what do you? You're never going to get anywhere. And the, the offense obviously crumbled because of that.
0: Give me some spice. Give me some flair. You know, I I understand that just functional offenses, well-balanced offenses can get it done in this league, but we're not even at that. Just give me something to get excited about. Like you said, throw it down the field a couple times a game, even if it doesn't land. It might not land that game, but it's a home run game changing play in the next game. Uh, a little bit of noise out Sorry there in busy that, uh, Southern California. <laughs> always, always something going on. Always got sirens in the
1: background. I apologize.
0: They're excited because the Rams won. That's how <laughs> deep that fan base <laughs> is. Out there. Celebrating
1: 24 hours later.
0: But yeah, overall, we need more from the offense. Uh, and I, I think a little bit falls on coaching and you know my brother texted me today Said i think the bears need a strong like slot receiver to pair with with montgomery and i said the problem is is the way they're playing right now it's like all slot receivers right yeah (laughs) that all the all these receivers are basically playing the role of slot receiver and we need someone that's going to go up there and and grab some big plays even more concerning though than the offense in this past game was the defense yikes in in a couple notable areas as well um They they did struggle to get pass rush at some points. You know, Akeem Hicks had a great sack. He was just a complete monster on that one play. But man, the safeties in the corners, like our secondary in general, was a huge question mark. But man, like I didn't expect to be so let down by Eddie Jackson, and I I really like Eddie Jackson as a player, and by Tashawn Gibson so much. I mean, even that first huge pass that ended up scoring a touchdown, just not being mentally there to touch the player down. That's just inexcusable. And it happened so early in the game and just put a really bad taste
1: in my mouth. No, it was uh, the backfield was just crushed. I mean, every time Stafford stepped up into the pocket or, or ran around, you know, uh, got some, got some breathing room. You knew the deep ball was coming. And, and I, I, invariably it was, it was a completion every time. And, and you were amazed to see the, the receiver standing wide open just catching it in re- like where the where the where is everybody where's where's our safeties where's the corners it was so it was so unbelievably bad um you know we came into this game thinking well we got studs on defense and you know and obviously our cornerback room is a little thin but we got Eddie Jackson back there i was the one saying it i don't know why i'm putting on a voice it was me uh you know yeah, yeah. eddie jackson's yeah, going to save us meant. And and I, damn, yeah. damn. I mean, up front we looked fine. Roquan Smith led the team in, in tackles and assists. He's a stud as always. Jalen, jo- okay, here's the thing. Jalen Johnson had a, a game-changing pick in <laughs> yep. his friggin' hands. It was <laughs> in the mitts, and he just dropped it. Dude, he just dropped it. I mean, the momentum. Pick six sh- all day. Oh my god. No doubt or pick six. He was like at the ten-yard line. That 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 would have changed everything. Everything instead doesn't get it, and if I'm not mistaken, they scored on that drive. So I, I believe so. Yeah, I think like two plays later, Stafford threw like 35 yard completion to to a touchdown. It was it was so opposite of what I think most Bears fans expected, seeing you know a, a halfway competent offense that just kind of. I guess this is a pattern of ours uh, to fall apart in the red zone, but man, we came out hot Montgomery running 40 yards on the first drive. Like, I don't think many people were, were upset with our first drive save for the, the interception in the end zone. Uh, and then the defense comes out and just, I mean, it was like, they just got steamrolled. You can't, you can't win many games, giving up 34 points.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be a struggle all the time. and, it's just tough because that's the point where the Bears need to get to is to score in those thirty-point games. I, I mean, they're gonna struggle in against these high-powered offensive teams, and they can really get an offense that's gonna match that. And like you said, you spoke on the red zone inefficiencies. That's gonna be the killer all the time. But even though the Bears dominated time of possession, the defense just they couldn't keep up with it. it no matter. What situation you put the Bears on that field, they were struggling with that Rams offense, and it was mostly happening through the air. I mean, they shut down the run very well. Um, it was just their pass rush was not getting there in time, and for the, the strength of our secondary right now, it just wasn't quick enough. Uh, Stafford was able to to get the ball out you know, reasonably. He had to roll out a few times, roll out away from pressure, but... It just it wasn't good enough, and it's a reflection of the pass rush not being quite where it needs to be yet and the secondary
1: being far off. I'll just say this, comparing this to even last year, okay? And, and and everyone knows what kind of team we were last year, right? Our defense took a step back. Our offense took three steps back. We had two games all season where the opponent scored more than 30 points. Two games. and And, and we went 500, okay? So... Uh, oh my bad. Maybe it was three. It looks like the 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 Packers, uh, the Packers did it twice. Go figure. And then somehow we <laughs> let the Lions drop thirty four on us. But okay, we're not a team built for shootouts. We're just not. Maybe Justin Fields in year two or three will be you know capable of, of stepping up and, and delivering thirty five on a nightly basis. But right now, that's just not who we are. And we, and we haven't been that way for a long time. We're not built to have sh- shootouts. And also, we're a team that that historically just doesn't even give up 30 plus point games, you know? So if we have our first yeah. one in week one, all right, well that sets a real bad tone. So I'm, I'm, you know, we've already moved into the negatives here, but uh, it's uh there's a long oh. list. Yeah.
0: We're far into it. I think honestly, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, I, and you can follow up with more things that you thought were very concerning, but I, I think the one thing I wanted to hit on before we wrap it up was how concerned does this make you for next week <laughs> in the bangles? um just because like i know that they have their issues and in matchup wise the bangles should and, and we're already stepping a little bit probably on what we're going to talk about in the in the full-length podcast but with the bangles matchup wise it seems like the pass rush on that offensive line should be able to get home and get through but the bangles show that they at least have some balance on offense jamar chase went over 100 receiving yards and mixon had a great game so you know, you just look at the way the defense got handled in this past game, and at least I'm i I'd say slightly concerned about this next week.
1: Uh, I am, I'm with you actually, because the truth of the matter is the Vikings, who the the Bengals just played uh, last night, they played a pretty good game. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw um, for like 350 yards, um, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He had almost 50 attempts, but. Here comes Joe Burrow, you know, kind of a modest 20 of 27, but he threw almost 300 yards for two touchdowns as well. Their offense is no, you know, no joke. Uh, the, the Bengals looked better than I think most people thought yesterday. And, yeah. and of course, they won kind of, you know. Surprised me. Yeah, it surprised, I think, a lot of people. I, I don't think many people had them picked uh, to win that game. But uh, they had a balanced uh, rushing attack, you know, uh, Joe Mixon had 29 carries for 127 yards. He averaged 4.4 a 4 carry. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that we took we, – we looked at next week and went, well, that's a guaranteed win. But I don't think anything is guaranteed this season. Uh, and I I think that the, the defense looked so porous that uh, we, we should be concerned about any team that's got some offensive weapons.
0: Yeah, and just after getting beat thirty four to thirteen, you know, even though the Bears looked pretty efficient on offense, um, that's just a scoreline that's not going to leave you happy. And like you said, until we see else what else, you know, until we see it go the other way, how are we going to be confident in this team at all? So. I think you look at every matchup. I mean, if they cannot beat the Bengals, it's going to be a very tough stretch for them. Um, The games just kind of get increasingly difficult from there. This was certainly a big test for the bears week one. Um, And they weren't able to pull it off. I think both uh, Zach and I expected it to be a little bit tighter, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. And uh, I feel like it's just, it's tough to be overly excited until we see a little bit of change. And, maybe we got a little ahead of ourselves and we should have expected kind of a little bit how last year went. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know what else to say. I'm just, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Uh,
0: Yeah. I I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Um, Tough to be tough to be happy, but, (laughs) (laughs) but here we are. It's and one and uh, onward to the, to the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a long season, but we, we, yeah, it's a long season and you know 16 more games so it's
1: basically the season that we are used to if seeing are still ahead of us. If it's any consolation, okay? The entire NFC North lost every game. Yeah. So it's a clean slate yep. for the NFC North. It's like the season was never extended and now this is week 1. Bengals week 1 16 game season, that's all we need to know.
0: Yeah, if you want the purely optimist view, that's the way to look at it. Basically, everyone's starting already back 0 0 after every single NFC North team uh, took a fat L yesterday. And and for the Packers and the Bears, that was very much the case. The Packers, Uh, a little bit the Lions, too. (laughs) But interesting times for the NFC North. Uh, Could we be looking at at a losing team from this division making it into the playoffs? That would be. It would make this season incredibly interesting. I would say that. I would but. get a laugh out of that. <laughs> well, I appreciate everyone for listening, and uh, you guys will catch us later, um, later this week, to discuss everything more heading into week two and some some bigger topics, delving a little bit deeper into each one of these issues, and, and really just trying to figure out this Bears team, which is probably about as puzzling as it as it was leading into the season, didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, yeah, we're still left with a lot of question marks and uh, being pretty upset, but uh, thank you everyone for listening and uh, bear down,
1: bear down.